House of Cards, Season 3, Episode 8, Chapter 34 is over, but we're just getting started here on House of Cards, the post-show recap. And now, here are two of post-show recaps, Chief Meteorologists. I'm Rob Sister. here's Zach Brooks. Zach! It's a storm of the century, oh my god. I'm reporting live here from the shores of California to talk about what is going on the latest of Hurricane Faith. Uh, Zach, you are back in our studio in D.C. What is what is the weather looking like where you are? It is crazy. It's icy and, and rainy and uh, snowy and everything. It's awful. Oh, oh, wait. Psych. Psych. <laughs> no storm. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful day. It's a nice day. I think we should suspend this podcast while this storm <laughs> is going on. Yes. Yes. That would be the only dignified thing to do during... Yeah. This trying time of Hurricane Faith. All right. Our top story at this hour, even trumping the weather, Frank <laughs> Underwood is back running for the U.S. president in 2016. Shock of the century. Don't you think? <laughs> Who yeah. saw this coming? I did feel like this was a little out of nowhere. I know that um, I we just all knew Frank was still going to run, but... I was a little surprised that this was the leap that, okay, America works is dead. So this means I'm running for president. Yeah. I feel like we saw a lot of Frank missteps in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, He he had, you know, he, he went against his conviction, his faith in America works by signing that bill. And you you knew he was going to end up being wrong. That was the only way that could play out. And, and then he's just kind of jumps to, all right, I'm going to run for president now. Yeah. I did feel like at the point where he's like, okay, wake me up when the storm hits shore. <laughs> and then once that happened, I'm like, oh, he's going to wake up. The storm's not going to hit the shore. No. And in the next shot, it's just like bright and sunny yeah. in his room. Even though Jackie Sharp says, you know, some of the meteorologists could be wrong, but not every meteorologist in the country. But I feel like a couple times, at least this winter, even though there have been storms, um, I do feel like some of the major storms um, have not been as bad as predicted. Is that fair to say as somebody who uh, didn't see any snow this winter? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the, the media coverage of every storm is just every single storm is going to be bigger than the last one. And especially in D.C., it's so frustrating because everybody here freaks out at like a half inch of snow. Yeah. So it's, so. it's, uh, it's true. Okay. So the storms <laughs> were coming and Frank, ultimately, he signs the bill. We'll talk all about the hurricane. But what does this mean from here on out that Frank is going to announce he is running again for the presidency? Well, I mean, Jackie hasn't stepped down yet, like was the original plan. So is it going to be like a three-way race between Dunbar, Jackie, and Frank for the seat? No, I do think that that was all part of the plan that uh, Frank and Jackie were going to be running at the same time. I think that at some point then you, when, when it looks like you can't win, then you suspend your campaign. But I don't know if maybe Jackie is going to be more popular than they originally let on that maybe she doesn't want to give up. Yeah. And I mean, we're definitely seeing a little bit of a rift between Jackie and Frank, too, um, when they have that phone call where she's eating dinner on the phone with him. Yeah. Um, starting to see starting to see seeds of doubt between Jackie and Frank. Yes. So do you feel like this is a misstep for Frank to announce that he is running for president again? It just seems really rushed to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he's going to do it, but I just, I don't know if this was the right time. Yeah. 
I don't know what sort of momentum or mandate he actually has. I think he thinks he has a lot of momentum. I think he seems like he feels like, wow, this book is coming out great, Thomas. Uh, <laughs> I should run for president again. Yeah, and how do you announce your presidency in a book or your candidacy in a book? Is that is that his plan or is he going to announce it and then the book is going to No, I think the book, the book is just like, uh, you should read this book. It says all, it tells my whole life story. And I think he's just going to try to like hype up the book that people should read the book. I don't think he's going to announce that he is running for president in a book. Okay, yeah, that was like kind of unclear because, you know, he tells Yates he's going to run and then he says, all right, get to writing. Yeah. And he gives him he gives him the pen that Frank signed the bill with to write, which might be like a kind of like the black egg is that a cursed pen. Oh, cursed pen writing the book. Um, yeah. I do feel like Obama had a book before at least one book. I'm not sure if he had two. Um, the audacity of hope. Wasn't that the Obama book that came that came out? Yeah, I think I have the audio book for that. Yeah, I have the audio book of that. And I, I never I, listened to it. But. I listened to it. It was like, oh, man, Obama's going to change everything. Man, when, yeah. if this guy becomes president, he's going to he, he's going to be uh, fix the world. Yeah. Just a couple blocks from my house, you can get like Obama hope shirts. They have like a street vendor who sells Obama shirts and you yeah. get Obama shirts and RG3 shirts there. Yeah. Both those, both those guys were going to come to D.C. and change everything. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, Obama like bottled water in 2008. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. They're like, uh, it was like, wow, like the. Obama was so big that you you could get like bottled water with Obama on it. Branded everything. <laughs> I don't think he was making money on it. I think the other people just like made like bottled water with stickers of Obama. But you could have made uh, bottled water with. I don't think you're drinking any Frank Underwood water. No, that probably would. Uh, I don't know. I might. The water will not defeat Frank Underwood, though. Yes. We learned in this episode. Yes. The water would not defeat him. Did you enjoy the structure of this episode where we there was like dueling narrator and dueling people that were trying to frame the Underwood legacy um, even though Thomas wasn't writing about the hurricane he was writing about Frank Underwood versus the water and then in Kate's article she was writing about Frank Underwood as a metaphor for the hurricane or vice versa yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. And in back-to-back episodes where we've had a really interesting narrative device that we haven't seen in the show before. So I wonder if that trend will continue or is that, you know, just for a couple episodes. But um, I, I really enjoyed that way of telling it. And I feel like there was a lot in what they were, te- you know, the, the narrations. And you could probably go back and watch that a couple times and pick some stuff up. Who is the bigger danger? Is it Frank Underwood or is it Hurricane Faith? Probably Frank Underwood. <laughs> I mean, because of him, Hurricane Faith could have killed a ton of people. Yeah. Well, as we predicted, uh, I know the meteorologists really uh, were not on the ball, but we really were when we predicted Chekhov's hurricane was coming. And um, I almost feel like, did we even predict that? We said, well, we can't, we don't feel like it's going to be like, have like special effects like disaster movie, but maybe we thought there was going to be a hurricane. Yeah, I think I think I thought there might actually be a hurricane scene, and you said they're not going to do that. They're not going to do the CGI for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's one thing to have like stock footage of like waves on the shore, but like to actually have this, you know, an episode where we're going to like a flooded like uh, New Orleans or something like that. It's like I, I don't think we have the budget for that. Yeah, it, it could have looked very Sharknado. Yes. 
Well, imagine that. That would have been even worse than a Hurricane Faith with a Sharknado. I mean, can FEMA even protect us from Sharknado? No, no. There's not enough money in the budget for a Sharknado. I'll tell you that. And you know, the next Sharknado is coming to DC. Is that what is happening? Yeah. Wow. And they cast, I think I saw they cast like Mark Cuban as the president. Yeah. Get ready for that. I would wish that we would have a like 13 episode House of Cards about President Mark Cuban dealing with the Sharknado crisis. Oh, man, we should start a campaign to get uh, Mark Cuban as the president on the next season of House of Cards. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll podcast uh, that when it happens, but I'm sure there will be plenty of Shark Tank, Sharknado uh, tie-ins. Because they even yeah. had Desmond uh, in the last one. Yeah, I, that's what I thought when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, they've, they've done the Shark Tank thing. But I guess, you know, no joke is is uh, too <laughs> overused for Sharknado. No. Okay. So you've touched on Hurricane Faith and you talked about how um, it was Underwood's lack of faith in America Works uh, or lack of faith in himself that caused him to sign the bill. I, you know, I looked at it a different way. Did you see potentially Hurricane Faith as, you know, this is a man who spit on a statue of Jesus Christ uh, only to have it like fall down at his feet? Do you feel like that there was any sort of Frank Underwood versus God? Considering that a hurricane is an act of God, if that's the way you want to describe it, um, did you feel like this is a manifestation of, you know, God slash Jesus versus Frank Underwood? Oh, that's yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, The name Hurricane Faith. I mean, we don't see hurricanes named. I've never seen one named Faith before. Yeah. I mean, it could have been named anything. I mean, right. This could have been, you know, Hurricane Steve if they wanted. But they named it Faith intentionally. Actually, so I, the, I think that needs to be a woman's name, right? Is it? Um, I don't know. I know that they go alphabetically for each storm. Yes. Um, but no, I don't think it has to be a woman's name because I think it's every other. I think one year it's women's names, one year it's men's names, I think, because there was Hurricane Andrew in the 90s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that was during uh, the first George Bush, right? Uh, I think so. Or maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Either first George Bush or Clinton. I don't remember. I was pretty young when it happened. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, we'll that's we don't know anything about uh, how they name the hurricanes. Um, <laughs> what would be the best House of Cards name uh, that you would like to see a hurricane named after this year? Oh man, uh, Hurricane Meacham. Hurricane Meacham. I think it needs to be a first name. Hurricane. What's John Meacham? What's his first name? <laughs> yeah, Hurricane Freddy. Hurricane Freddy would be. I mean, that would be delicious. <laughs> It's just hurricaning barbecue sauce all over. That would be a big problem to clean up. Yeah, that would be very messy. But anyway, so as far as the hurricane is coming and there's a lot of pressure on Frank from both sides of the aisle that you have to sign this bill. And ultimately, the bill is going to kill what is left of America works. Now, when Frank is meeting with the leadership of both sides, all of a sudden Hector Mendoza is gone. What, What happened here, Zach? So, you know, it was really kind of hard to follow exactly what happened, but I guess because Hector Mendoza is going to be running for president, he had to step down from his leadership position in order to do like public fundraising appearances. Was that what that was? I thought that they were saying that there was something that he did that made um, him have to be out. I I think he resigned. Um, He resigned. I almost felt like did the actor get another gig? I don't think, I mean, they film these pretty, in a pretty uh, concentrated manner. I think, I don't really understand where they're going with this, like why they would just replace him. But may, man, maybe, maybe the guy who played Mendoza decided to leave the show. I don't know. He's like, uh, 
<laughs> I have no confidence in this season three storyline. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I mean, he wasn't really in any episodes since like earlier in the season. So maybe, you know, maybe he, he moved on to something else or I don't know. You think he'll be back at all? Yeah. I mean, I thought, and again, we're, I'm sure we'll, uh, one of us will get killed in the comments uh, either way on this, but I yeah. thought that they were saying that there was something going on where he uh, was like, because of a scandal had to leave. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see what people say in the comments. Cause I didn't, uh, we'll I see. didn't get that. That might be worth to go back and, uh, and check out what exactly happened to Mendoza. And it did seem odd. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And so, um, Everybody's pressuring Frank to sign the bill, sign the bill. Um, Dunbar, of course, is supporting sign the bill. And that ultimately leads to the confrontation that you alluded to earlier, where Dunbar and Jackie Sharp are going to have a face-to-face meeting set up by Doug Stamper. Yeah, in the gym. Dunbar is getting her workout on. Did you like the scene between Dunbar and Jackie? I thought it was, you know, it's two very powerful women characters on this show. Yeah. Confronting each other. It was power meeting. I, you know, I don't really know why it had to happen in a gym when Dunbar was like sweaty and like doing yoga. But wow. Yeah. I have a prediction. Yeah. I think Jackie Sharp will be the vice presidential candidate of Dunbar. Yeah, I think that's uh that is a pretty good prediction. I think I could see that happening for sure. Yes. An all woman ticket be historic yes wow all it's ladies night (laughs) (laughs) girl power how will frank respond oh i've got it i've got it i I think i see the writing on the wall vice president claire underwood oh my god (laughs) (laughs) underwoods versus unbar dunbar and sharp junbar yes oh my god what a battle that would be I think that is a really good prediction because, you know, it's like, where are we going with this Claire storyline? Like she's getting all this power. Yes. I mean, Claire Underwood, and we'll talk about what's going on in the United Nations, that uh, she is maybe coming off well. Can you imagine if a couple ever ran as running mates? That would be <laughs> insane. That would be insane. Yeah. Vice presidential nominee, Jill Biden, running with Joe Biden. Be yeah, great. That would be good. That would be pretty wild because you do get the sense that there's something happening between Dunbar and Jackie. Uh, They're suspending the campaign. They're working together. Um, And it also seems like Jackie is a little bit out on her own. Remy can't even control what she's doing. Yeah, Um, I think it's it's pretty interesting to see that. Would you like to see Bill Clinton be Hillary Clinton's running mate? Well, I don't think that he technically could. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what the law is on that, um, but that would be fun, right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be a it'd be a ton of storylines for the media. Yeah, I think maybe the best you can get at this point is like Vice President Chelsea Clinton. Oh man, America's <laughs> sweetheart. Like Hillary Clinton's like, look, I know a lot of people are concerned about my age. That is why I am choosing my daughter, who is a young woman, to be my running mate for president of the United States. And then if anything uh, should happen to me, then, you know, between, uh, you know, herself and she's going to be working very closely with my husband, uh, that there will be uh, the Clinton through line will continue. The Royal family of the United States. That's right. That's right, man. Um, So uh, you like this plan, right? Yeah, I think I think I think my best prediction yet. Yeah, you might have just cracked the season. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, can we tie this back into the eggs? Oh man, she had a pl- she had to wait to hatch. <laughs> yeah, she's the double yolk, the double Underwood yolk. I don't know. Yes, because really, and as Frank Underwood is is coming off as weaker in some ways, like, you know, Claire Underwood is getting stronger. And the you know the last time in Underwood was vice president, they ended up becoming president. My other thought was that maybe ultimately Frank won't be the one to run, but Claire Underwood will run for the that she will secede him as president. I mean, I I don't know. She I don't think she has the resume to run for president. What she's been UN ambassador for a couple months. <laughs> hey, she's doing a good job, right? And she ran a nonprofit into the ground. And yeah, she was first lady before that. Well, she's still first lady. Yeah, and and Frank's wife. Yes. She's got a lot going on. All right. So Remy can't control Jackie. She's out. She's out on her own. And it caused a big fight between Frank and Remy. What'd you think of that? I mean, Frank tells Remy, I gave you this position. Yeah. Um, which is like, I feel like it's like the chain of screaming from Claire to Frank to Remy. Yeah. Rolls downhill. Yeah. And Remy's like, you can't fire me. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, they're uh, they're together and they, there's nothing to do about it. You can't fire him right now. Yes. How long are you going to hold that over my head for? Yeah. I think that like Remy and Frank should just work together. Like they're good together. I don't know why they have to get into like these tiffs and, and not like, like they're, they're good for each other. He said, me and Seth are the only two soldiers you have. Yeah. Soldiers. Yes. What about brave? What about Meacham? Yeah. Meacham is a, uh, definitely a soldier. He's a soldier. So this meeting between Dunbar and Jackie was set up by Doug. What is Doug doing here? What is Doug's end game? I think we got a key to that. I think that Doug is trying to plant seeds and and, uh, and hurt the Dunbar campaign to help Frank. I mean, is that what he's doing? Because I feel like he's done a lot of things that were hurting Frank and helping Dunbar. Yeah, but then he calls Seth and tells him, he gives him the intel and says to make sure Seth tells Frank that Doug sent the info. I mean, does this hurt Dunbar or does this hurt Jackie? Um... I mean, I think it hurts. Like, I think the idea was that it would hurt both of them. I think it actually might have helped, though. Hmm. So, like, I, I, is it that Doug is trying to help and he's like he's trying to help Frank and hurt Dunbar and he actually ended up helping Dunbar? Yeah, I can't wrap my head around what Doug is doing. Yeah, especially if Doug introduced Dunbar and Jackie together and they end up being running mates. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's I mean, he's distracted. He's watching 24-hour uh, live feeds of the street life where Rachel might walk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is he going to do if he does? Like, he's just like watching like traffic cam. And <laughs> there's got to be a better way to do that. Than, like, that must be so boring. Yeah. You're just watching the traffic. Even if she does walk by, what are you going to do? Yeah, she's in Santa Fe. Yeah. Stop it, Doug. Just go get that syringe out and just uh, like uh, bourbon yourself up and then go to sleep. So stop watching the traffic. It's the bourbon syringe. One, it was a, what, one episode, two episode wonder and then completely went away. Yeah, I guess he beat it. Good job, Doug. He got over it. All right. He just needed some physical therapy to help him get over it. So we talked about the narration device between uh, Yates and Kate, but we also did not talk about the romance blooming between Yates and Kate. And so we saw this coming uh, in the last episode, but it is consummated here where Kate has the hots for Yates. Yeah. And vice versa, I guess. Consider. Yeah. They're mutually interested in each other. Well, and how about this? 
Uh, we talked about it when it happened that Isla was out, but I didn't know she was going to be off the show. I mean, maybe her and Mendoza are like doing some other show together. <laughs> Buddy cop comedy, maybe. House of Cards cyber. <laughs> They're reporting on like what Gavin is doing. Oh, man. From Santa Fe. <laughs> They're on the other side of that camera. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Yates and Kate is a thing. Man. I mean, the couple name, the, the what is it? Kate's is just the, like too easy. Too cute. Yeah. Do we like this couple together? Well, I don't think Kate's thinking long term because if she marries Yates, her name is going to be Kate Yates. Yeah. Not thinking That's long not term. Very good. Also not thinking long term with this story that she wrote. Yeah. I mean, she tied it so much to this hurricane narrative, which the timing on that seems weird. Like she was all ready to go with it. Like when the hurricane basically was going to be over, I guess if it hit, she would have she would have had a story. Yeah, I felt like the hurricane was brewing for a couple days and she was like working on that. She's very proud of herself. Yeah. Hurricane Underwood. Very clever. Yeah. And ultimately, she's not able to do anything. I mean, she was really going to give up her spot in like the White House press corps to write that article. Yeah, she wanted to be a columnist. She wanted to write her ideas. Uh, not to be a column. <laughs> did you did you like her boss? Um, He was OK. Yeah, I thought I thought he could be a, a fun character to to stick with. Yeah. I liked the guy in the first season, Hammerschmidt, who was Zoe Barnes's boss. I thought he was fun. Yeah. What about, uh, we never picked up the storyline of, uh, who was Zoe Barnes's boyfriend that went to jail last season? Lucas. Lucas. Where's Lucas? Are we ever going to see Lucas again? Is he going to get out in season four, maybe? Yeah, I guess like Lucas was just kind of the path to get to Gavin, and Gavin was a little bit uh, better character than Lucas. <laughs> But I feel like I saw Lucas. Lucas I feel I'm sorry. I forgot Lucas's name. Oh, you know, he might have changed his name now that he's in prison. It might be like fish now or whatever. (laughs) Isn't that a a thing? (laughs) I believe that is a thing. Yeah. I saw Lucas in something. He was in a uh, movie or a TV show. Um, Oh, I think he was on The Leftovers. I think he played like a serious character on The Leftovers. (laughs) And it was Uh, like, oh, God, it's Lucas. I want Lucas to keep working. Okay. Um. (laughs) So there was a lot of stuff going on with with Yates and writing the book and Frank and telling the stories. Uh, of course, uh, the episode ends with Frank telling us, like, I never tried to swim across the river. Uh, I never swam across the Potomac. But uh, courage is uh, sometimes can be in your imagination. Uh, and again, a, a theme of this season, courage. Yeah, I think imagination is probably the weakest form of courage, if you had to ask me. Yeah, yeah, but no, according to Frank Underwood, uh, the Frank Underwood idea on this is that if you imagine that you're courageous and you tell a good story, then you are. Um, Is that what Brian Williams subscribes to also? Oh, did Brian Williams see the season like when it leaked on (laughs) Netflix? Did he watch this episode and then he's like, yeah, you're right. Imagination. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Did Brian Williams screw up by not having Yates work on his biography uh, and have that come out and say, you you could see right here in my book uh, that this is exactly what happened. Yeah. He can tell him all about how he was there when uh, when Hurricane Faith made landfall. He was right on the shore getting hit with the rain. Let's talk about this scene that happens uh, towards like the middle to like the uh, the last third of the episode where Yates is at the White House and he's talking with Frank about, you know, um, what should what should happen? Uh, Should he sign the bill? And he says, well, you know, people can't work if they're dead. And when he leaves, he gets confronted by Meacham and Meacham says, Hey, 
don't f him over. Yeah, Meacham was listening, and he uh, we're seeing we're seeing a Meacham and Yates feud for Frank's attention. Yeah, Meacham didn't even like that. Maybe Yates uh, thought he was trying to make him look foolish. Yeah, he's not foolish. Yes, because Meacham would not take a bullet or worse uh, for someone who's foolish. Uh, Chekhov's taking a bullet. Yes, uh, I think I, I predicted that as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. If all my predictions come true, people are going to say that I went I went ahead. Yeah, you're Brian Williams. I am. I am not Brian Williams in it or Frank Underwooding. I am spoiler free. Yeah. You're just using your imagination, which is very courageous of you. Yes. I'm using my imagination. Also, um, I'm not that perceptive. If they really are, are uh, pointing towards things, uh, that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have one Secret Service guy and like you can't have a Secret Service guy without him doing something um courageous yes oh that you brought it back and also Meacham has had nothing to do this entire season (laughs) no he just like takes out his earphone like does he really need to remove his earphone to listen can't he i mean it's just like a i don't know when i have headphones and i can still hear what's going on outside No, there's too much chatter going on he must have really good um really good earbuds noise canceling yes um let's talk about the return of freddie because you said uh, one one of your many incorrect predictions this season, Zach. <laughs> you said Freddie is just there as an Easter egg. Yeah, he will and, not. Uh, he will not play a, a part going forward. I mean, little did I know Freddie would be cleaning Easter eggs off of of uh, plates. <laughs> yes, Freddie is a dishwasher. Now, I did think that this was a little far fetched. That okay, so Frank Underwood has a report run every day of <laughs> ten random people from the 40,000 that are getting jobs with America works. And Freddie happened to be one of the 10 people profiled. Uh, I felt like that was a little convenient. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean the Freddie storyline, I like how it eventually like where it got to, but I just thought parts of it were so heavy handed, like, okay, we get it. This is what's going to happen when America works shuts down. Like it's going to affect this person who Frank knows. And yeah. yeah, it was just a little bit too much for me. Yeah, they came in and said, hey, look, if America Works gets shut down, I can't, we can't keep all you guys. Yeah, it was like, okay, we get it. Like, we already understand, you know, if America Works shuts down, we already saw Freddie signing up for it. We know it's going to affect Freddie. We don't need it, like, spelled out for us. Yeah, how much money is Freddie making as a dishwasher? I mean, it can't be. Oh, well, I guess they, the America Works, they paid 45000 so maybe I mean, he's, he's getting paid pretty well. He's making, four, is it up to 45000 Like, if I want to pay a dishwasher, um, like, is that, a, is that a full-time job, dishwasher? Well, it is until How many hours is, a, is the restaurant open for? I mean, if lunch, dinner, maybe it's that diner where Gavin and, and Doug always meets. So maybe it's like 24 hour diner. Yeah. Okay. So maybe there's like a, that's a 40 hour a week job, the dishwasher. It could be. I guess so. And yeah. so I, I don't, I, I don't know uh, too much about the restaurant industry. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do some investigative reporting and figure out one of the many things. But anyway, so. Freddie is back and uh, he's asked to go and go to the White House. He's like, but my shift's not over. Yeah, and his, his boss is like, it's okay. it's okay. I think the White House takes priority over Washington's plate. Yes. Now, Deshaun has to go into work with with <laughs> Freddie. Like, how old is Deshaun? That's what I said. He's like, oh, he has to come because daycare was closed because of the storm. And it's like, this kid looks like he's like 15 years old. Yeah. Does he go to daycare? <laughs> Maybe he works at the daycare. <laughs> uh, no, I think he goes to daycare. Yeah, I don't know. I, but 
that was that was kind of weird. I was like, man, that that kid is a little old. For, what what kind of what is this like a, a teen daycare? Maybe it's like a like an after school thing. Yeah. Now, where is Deshaun's dad? I'm trying to remember what happened. Didn't he go to jail at the end of uh, the episode? Because he was he was featured in in the last episode with Freddie, where he got yes. in trouble. Um, and so I think he ended up in jail at the end of that episode. Well, this whole thing is odd to me because wasn't the whole problem with Freddie was that Freddie has a criminal record. And if the press finds out that, you know, Frank Underwood invited Freddie to the White House to cook for the president, it was going to be a scandal. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. But now Fred, now Frank has a little bit more power, so he can just kind of do whatever he wants. Is this like going back to what I was saying a couple of podcasts ago, where there's just like 37 different scandals happening and like nobody's going to care about like Frank Underwood hired somebody with a, you know, a, a criminal record to be his cook. Yeah, I mean, he did appoint his wife to be the UN ambassador. That's a little bit uh, more egregious than hiring Freddie to trim back his bushes. Yeah. So when Freddie and Deshaun come to the Oval Office, uh, Frank is like, oh, why don't you sit in the chair? You could be president one day. And uh, Deshaun's like, wow, me? It was almost like a Mayor Goldie Wilson moment. Yeah, oh, yeah it really was. <laughs> <laughs> you president? I don't think so. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see one day, Grandpa Freddie. You can start by sweeping the floors. <laughs> And so, oh, yeah, he was like, uh, come on now. You're never going to be president. Yeah, Freddie, really? You mean really, you know, uh, pessimistic look on, on light? I mean, I guess if you owned a, a rib business barbecue place for so long and because of Frank, you lost that. Well, I guess it wasn't really because of Frank, but and, and then you became a dishwasher. I mean, and, and now you're now you're a gardener. It's like really, really taking steps backwards. Yeah. Now, it turns out that Freddy doesn't want to work in the kitchen. He wants to work outside. Where is this Freddy the Gardener story going? Um, I, I don't know. Is Freddy just going to be like a, like Willie from The Simpsons? <laughs> Groundskeeper Freddy? Yeah. Uh, I always feel he's like red in the Shawshank Redemption that he's just like, uh, like I always wanted to work outside and now I got the chance. Uh, <laughs> I'd never forget Frank Underwood that we had a nice day outside in the sun. Um, Boy, I think that Freddie is picking the wrong time of year to want to work outside, though. No, it's fall. Fall here gets fall pretty nice. Fall is nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he's going to be freezing his ass off by uh, December. Yeah, that's a ways away, though. I mean, you know, maybe he can he can work up to a different job by then. So what is the storyline going to be of Freddie? We've got Freddie outside, Chekhov's hedge clippers. What's happening with Freddie? How do you think he's going to lop somebody's head off with the hedge clippers? <laughs> is he going to is he going to uh, kill Frank? Uh, I mean, that would be very unexpected. That would be unexpected. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what they can do from here. I, I feel bad for Freddie. I think he's really down on his luck right now. So I hope things turn around. You think Freddie is just that he was the, the inspiration of like, look, I, well, I created America Works to put 10 billion people back to work. Like, uh, it turns out I only put one back to work. That's my gardener, Freddie. Freddie, yeah. how's everything going in the garden? Oh, very good, Mr. Underwood. Uh, yeah. uh, what do you think? What do you think, America? Don't you think this is a good story? Tulips are coming up great. The tulips are in bloom. And yeah. so is America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I do hope. I mean, I guess things are doing pretty well for Freddie because he's working at the White House now. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine a, a White House gardener makes pretty good money. Yeah, I think so. He needs 2800 a month. Yeah, I mean, Frank said 2000 a month. Um, I think he said three. Or 3000 yeah, 3000 yeah. a month. 
So it was like, you know, $36,000 a year. Okay. Um, but hopefully, I mean, I think uh, White House Gardener makes more than that. I think I've heard that their, their, their staff that does the lawn makes a ton of money. Hmm. Okay. We'll have to but, find out about that. Um, yeah. All right. So Freddie is doing great, but so is Claire Underwood. And it turns out that the Russians all of a sudden, that the isolation uh, was too much for them to handle. They are sending 300 troops to the Jordan Valley. Hey, good job, Claire. Yes. You did it. Yes. And really, uh, this seems to be the one area, this foreign policy thing that is going well for the Underwoods. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think they've gotten the resolution to pass. There's a, there's seems like there's not going to go to war with Russia. We're in, we're in good. I'm surprised that we're in, we're not in worse shape with Russia after uh, what Claire did when she was there. Yeah, in a lot of ways, things could not have gone worse with Russia, yet somehow uh, they're doing okay. Yeah. they Maybe they respect us for not just being uh, total ass kissers. Do you think that um, this, you know, our relationship with, the, with uh, Russia and with Israel is going to keep getting better, or do you think it's going to turn for the worse? Oh, uh, I think it's going to turn for the worse. Yeah. You think it's going to make landfall instead of turning away from... Yeah, yeah, I think this is happening. I think that I don't think we're gonna have two things uh, that are gonna happen. That's like, oh, it was gonna be bad, but it turned out to not be that bad. Mm-hmm. So. And do you think do you think Claire's gonna be able to handle that and and put out that fire herself? Well, if she's gonna be vice president, she needs to. Yeah, she's got to get a couple wins on her belt. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see. Um, I don't like the foreign policy stuff as much as the U.S. policy. I, like, I really I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I, I like the stuff that's more, you know, that's more domestic. It's definitely like, you know, stuff that's going on in the Jordan Valley. Like we haven't seen the Jordan Valley at all. It's just really hard to, hard to get into that storyline. Yeah. Like I can't imagine us going to Jordan Valley, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Let's check our email here uh, on this. And uh, we have uh, just the one question here on chapter 34 uh, from guess who? Uh, I have no idea. Frank Underwood. Yes. No, Johnny T. Silvera, my my running mate. Okay. Wait, what? I thought I was your running mate. No, no. That you are. I need you to. I need you to stay here in the garden. Take care of it, all the all the landscaping. Oh man, I, I got my hedge clippers. Good. <laughs> Chekhov's hedge clippers. <laughs> okay. Johnny D. Silvera wants to know: with five episodes to go, Frank is officially running for re-election. Does season three end with Frank Underwood being re-elected? What do you think, Zach? What's the timetable looking like? Uh, I don't, I don't think we're going to get all the way to the election because that's over a year away and we only have a couple episodes to go. Yeah. But I think we're going to get to the end of the primary and we're going to find out who's going to be the, who's going to be running. What time is it in uh, house of cards time? Uh, I believe it's like late August or maybe September. Yeah. I think I feel like I want to say it's September. Yeah. What's RG three doing? How's RG three going? Oh man. Has he already been injured for the season at this point? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Who has a better chance of staying in DC in to 2016 RG3 or Frank Underwood? Uh, I think Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood has a better chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I support RG3's backup Kirk Cousins a lot more because he went to Michigan State. So. Oh, you're a Cousins supporter. Oh, yeah. Big Cousins fan. Uh, what is more likely? Uh, do you see RG3 becoming a White House gardener at some point in the future or uh, do you see RG3 uh, going on to be vice president? Oh, man. So like America works, works <laughs> for RG3. 
<laughs> Look, America Works put RG3 back in a, in a employment. Yeah. Nobody wanted to touch him. <laughs> and they shouldn't because he might he might break. <laughs> so does the G in RG3 stand for Gardner? Yes. <laughs> R Gardner 3. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Royal Gardner. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. So uh, RG3 is back to work. And so can uh, 999,999 other people. Or 9 million. Yeah. <laughs> 9 million. Like, I, even with, you know, can we talk America Works for a second? Because even with America Works coming in, like, you can't have no unemployment, right? Like, there's got to be, like, things need to be in balance a little bit. The only people who will be unemployed are the people that don't want jobs. Oh. I mean, like, I, I don't Think know. about that. Man. So they just get to have fun all day and just party? Yeah, like Kyle Orton. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want a quarterback job, you can have one. Oh, so should we just implement America Works for all the like third string quarterbacks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there there's a Yates who's a quarterback? TJ Yates. Sure. Uh yeah. Tim Tebow, you're going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're tying back into the religion again. Yes. Yes. Full circle. I want to thank Tim Tebow for encouraging Hurricane Faith to not cross onto the land of the United States. Thank you, Tim. Oh, man. I really hope we get a Tim Tebow cameo in this season. That'd be amazing. That would be great. Uh, I've announced my running mate. It's Tim Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, you have to take on the star power of Dunbar and Jackie. Yeah. So. He needs something to, to shake it up. I think so. All right. Zach, we have just but five episodes left of House of Cards season three. Five exciting episodes to get a lot done and really tie up some storylines. We've come so far. All right. The question of the day, do we see Rachel in the next episode? Okay. Well, I think I said in the last episode, I predicted a Rachel uh, cliffhanger to which you said they don't do cliffhangers on House of Cards. Uh, but I feel like uh, Ra- I feel like Rachel in the final act of the next episode uh, could be could be good. We got to s- start to set up the end game here. So are we going to see that intersection in Santa Fe in person? <laughs> it's not. like, oh, it looks so different than it did on the TV. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe uh, we can get on like Doug has to get on ways and see how the traffic is going to be over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, we need a hashtag. Oh, there, there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, you know, something, hashtag, you know, Tim Tebow VP. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think RG3 uh, probably uh, is tricky as a hashtag, right? R Gardner 3. <laughs> Gardner 3. I feel like there was uh, something better from earlier. Oh, let's see. What, what do we name the hurricanes? Oh, like the, the character of the hurricane from... How about Hurricane Tebow? Oh, no. I, I, I remember what I wanted it to be. Uh, Chekhov's Hedge Clippers. <laughs> All right. That's, you're going to have to spell out Chekhov. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's easy if you're a, uh, a Star Trek fan. It's uh, C-H-E-K-O-V. Yeah. Chekhov. Is that where Chekhov's gun comes? It doesn't come from Star Trek, right? Well, it would be Chekhov's phaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not where it originally comes yes, from. Yes, that, that is what, where... If you see if you see Chekhov's uh, phaser in Act One, uh, the the phaser will be uh, set to kill by Act Three. Oh man, yeah. Well, and and maybe maybe Chekhov is going to be working with the Russians. Wow. <laughs> yes, that that would also tie it all back in. Yeah, the the unit we're we're, get, we're building like a like a Marvel style universe of House of Cards. Yes, so that it's all encompassing. All right. 
Follow Zach Brooks on Twitter. He's at BrooksZA. We'll be back with House of Cards Season 3, Episode 9. Send in your emails, House of Cards at Post Show Recaps. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.